because how good is that feeling when you get that message sent through? I oh, got, yeah. got one in a group chat a few a few days ago, and it just you just go, oh, how like doesn't you kind of just stop what you're doing and you go like, how nice was that that to receive? And you know what? It's free. It's free to tell it's someone free. that that you care it's about them. <laughs> what we do here is go back, 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 back. And we're back. And we're back with another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. You're joined here with me, Matthew and James, on uh, a Sunday midday, November the 8th. And uh, what a what another week it has been. What another week it has been uh, here in New Zealand and also throughout the world. A lot has happened. We've all been following it. I know you have. We definitely have. Uh, and we're here to continue to, to inform you if you aren't connected with what's going on in the world, where have you been, you're living under a rock, but you're here with us, you're listening to us, we will let you know and share share some things today, but 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 first off, how you doing bro? I'm good thanks man, um, I don't know why I laughed, I, I feel like I feel like it's just been one of those weeks where you just kind of have to like have an exasperated ch- chuckle at the oh, end yeah. of it all because it's been yeah. a week and it's funny because I think we've got quite good on episodes about going you know in a week's time things will have changed or we will have yeah. had in a week I mean this week yeah. was just absolute prime example because it's just been the longest drawn out um sort of I feel like it feels like a long movie or some sort of marathon oh, where we've this, all just been glued to yeah. this like tv show for for literally days i mean but that but that's 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 what i mean we'll, we'll step right into it that's what america has been this whole entire time right yeah it's been a reality tv show for four years because you literally have a reality tv show star running the country um so it has it has felt like that it's been really weird um but have i you, mean have you watched house of cards Ooh, I I started watching House of Cards. I've um, uh, yeah, I started watching it and then I I I got off it. I don't know why I went off it. I think I just never went back. But I well, I know the full kind of premise and everything. Yeah, I mean, obviously, House of Cards now fits into that sort of category of of TV shows and and films that has been been tarred by um people involved in those projects who uh, you know it has been revealed are, are people of of character who we don't don't really support for mm-hmm, example you know mm-hmm. harvey weinstein in this case uh kevin spacey of course yep. and it, you know it falls into that category of of well now that we know certain things about the people who are heavily involved in these productions can we justify watching them um that's a conversation that that matt and i've have sort of put on the back burner cancer culture we will do an episode on it at some point but I watched most of House of Cards before the sort of Kevin Spacey stuff came out. And I, mm. the reason I ask is because this week has just felt like watching that TV show. Yeah. Like almost, yeah. you know, when the news feels too dramatic and too mm-hmm. drawn mm-hmm. out and almost like crafted. And I mean, as you say, these these last four years and, and 2020 has felt something like that. But yeah, just the last, I don't know, where, where are we at? 72, what, 72 plus 24, 96 hours? I don't know where we're at now, but <laughs> these last few days have just felt like binge-watching a crazy political drama. Um, and I know we've yeah. messaged each other during the last few days about watching things come in and the polls. And, I mean, how long ago does, does was it Tuesday or Wednesday evening our time? When, I think it was when, Wednesday. Wednesday? In any case, that first day when, I mean, I still remember, <laughs> I say this like it's been like years. I remember <laughs> Biden being ahead in Ohio and North Carolina and Texas and yeah. that first state of like, this is all going to be fine. And then obviously a massive, the red mirage swing and back to the, the blue wave. I mean, historians, people who write TV shows is just, it's content, content gold to sift through and. I mean, we don't want to spend that much time talking about it, but let's face it, it's been the biggest thing that's happened uh, this week. As we stand now, um, most of the news outlets in the States, and I think including the Associated Press, have called the the election for Joe Biden. Of course, we know Donald Trump is contending everything as he does, and we're not going to spend significant time focusing on that. Perhaps we will uh, another day, but 
it's just been so present in this week, hasn't it? And such a reflection of 2020 as a kind of like a microcosm of everyone within, dare I say, like the Western world as a general summary of, because there will be people in the world who just don't give a rat's ass. And, oh, and fair enough, course. people have their own stuff going on in all sorts of cities and countries. Coronavirus continues to run rampant throughout the world. But man, what a, what a, dare I say, a sigh of fingers crossed relief because you know this is going to go on for months and months and months it doesn't happen until joe biden is is sworn in and actually takes you know the the seat into the white house but fingers crossed things are looking good for no more no more president trump and you know what good effing riddance goodbye goodbye sorry trump but you've been fired you've been fired the american people have spoken um but i I, look i think a, a big thing that i'm really excited for as well is um uh kamala harris Mm. kamala harris coming in as well as the as the elect vp uh first woman uh first woman of color and uh first uh south asian as well you know i mean not that that is (laughs) the really crux of it i mean but the fact that it's it's the the first woman vice president and the first woman uh in uh in the in the top in in the top echelon of uh american politics uh it's been you know uh two two centuries two centuries and the first time it's happened so the fact that we are here and the diversity in america is is definitely growing and i mean well done biden as well in 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 going in that direction as well because it's needed it's needed um you know for for a long time uh, american politics have been dominated by um by white men so the fact that we now have a woman of color uh in the top is is a great thing to see and 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 may it continue may it continue and i know that this this election like as i've said it's so strange that we're watching from new zealand and we're so so invested and i mean frankly one of the main reasons i'm invested i mean is is climate change and and i think it was two days ago the the u.s officially left the paris climate accord agreement biden said in 77 days biden uh, a biden presidency will rejoin the the climate accord and frankly that is the number one reason why i'm invested Mm. in this Mm. presidency and i guess one thing that i want to not necessarily flag is i know there are lots of people in the states who are not satisfied with joe biden as as president this this as democratic nominee lots of people wanted bernie sanders to be the nominee lots of people were unsatisfied with someone who is frankly just as old as trump and yeah just as white as Trump being the president, there are lots of people in the States who are unexcited about that. And, and I, I feel like it's important for us to say that like, we don't have as much of a stake in this as some other people. And when I think about our politics here, I mean, I'm someone who in the last couple of elections has been unsatisfied with bipartisan politics with national and labor. I'm not really satisfied with, with this idea that one party is better than the other party. And it really only comes down to the the two of them. And I haven't voted Mm. for either of those parties in the the last two elections. So to then, you know, apply it to the States and say, Oh, well like, yes, Democrats. Yeah. yeah, yeah." You know, I know there are people that are unsatisfied with electoral college, with the Democrats versus Republicans mindset. And frankly, with Joe Biden as president, but if nothing else, my opinion sits on the fact that Donald Trump has been so damaging to climate change progress and so many other parts of, you know, worldly, worldly development that, if nothing else getting him out of that position of power is a fantastic thing yeah i totally agree i totally agree and look i mean while, while we're here on the on the topic quickly i know we weren't going to spend too much time but it does it does go into my question for you yeah um i, I was literally going to ask yeah what what's next for america you know what do they need to do in order to rebuild the last four years of a trump administration and i mean you've kind of already answered a little bit of that right there but i mean what what is what does biden and camilla need to do next i think america is just such a big country like it's a country that is really made up of so many different inbuilt systems that, you know, you look at the fact that, you know, there's a Senate race going on at the moment. There's, yeah. uh, it's, it's locked to the moment where there being uh, 50 Republican senators, 48, both the Georgia Senator races have gone to a runoff in January. If somehow 
albeit unlikely the Democrats can win both those runoffs, then it will be a 50-50 split, in which case mm. the Democrats mm. will get to decide the Senate. I mean, this is a whole thing about American politics. It's all very well to have a president in power, but if the Senate's controlled by the other side, as it was for the Obama administration, Obama, you can't get yeah. stuff done. Yeah. Things that happen in a regional level, you can't get stuff done. If thing, you know, all this, all this inner turmoil and, and people constantly blocking each other, I mean, having having a, a a president who wants to make positive change and we have to hope that that biden does around so many different areas you have to hope that that counts for a certain amount but this is the issue with america is, is they they continue to battle with themselves and is so split and i think that this is what this this election has shown over 70 million people voted for trump this was not a landslide yeah. victory like it's no. about as america is about as split as as it ever has been and i I think this is I mean, it's such a hard question that you've that you've asked yeah. because there's yeah. so many so many issues that are embroiled with the way that that country's um constitution is established and the way that their political systems are established that mm. enforcing any kind of change is so difficult and takes so much so much time that I'm optimistic because how could anything be touch wor- touch wood worse than the last four years but yeah. honestly it's kind of a case of I'll believe it when I when I see it, but but we have to we have to hope that that having having two people that aren't Trump will make some some kind of difference. <laughs> Honestly, that's the best answer I, I have for you. I mean, I mean, I'll throw it back, back to you. What, what do you think needs to to change? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, they've they've got such a hard hard job on them. I mean, they have to, like you said, deal with an ongoing pandemic and the issue that's going on with the coronavirus in America, uh, you know, a crippling economy um, and still just so much, uh, so much wrong in their justice system and everything like that. Um, but I mean, look, for me, like, I, I think what a, a really nice, well, not nice, but a scenario that I think would go down quite nicely is that if, um, uh, if Biden gets elected and then steps down straight away, gives it to Kamala Harris gives it to her she takes it like uh, for me I feel like I feel like he has that in him to be able to do that like look I'll get in there like this is a conversation that they had before going to election it's like look I'll get in there but then I'll step down and then it's yours (laughs) that would be that's that's some house of cards just storyline right right there I I know I so exactly you saying that I I, so I mean I've had this conversation with um with a few other people including my mum as well and honestly, I feel like it would be a scenario that people might have not seen Biden being able to do, but would be happy with that sort of scenario. Mm. Um, because, I mean, you know, as we know, maybe the American people wouldn't have, have um, actually elected Harris um, if she had gone up by herself, you know, much like what they did with Clinton, unfortunately, as well. And um, Trump definitely didn't help any of that either. But yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't think necessarily that she will do a better job, but I feel like just in the sense of changing the system and what America is about and what it's doing, I feel like Biden could have a big hand in doing that and, and giving it to her. So yeah. I mean that's the whole that's the whole opposite opposite spectrum of having a Trump administration, right? Like you have a, 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 a just a, a bad <laughs> a bad man um, in power, and then completely switch it over to having a a, a, a woman of color in power. I mean, that could completely flip it. But I know, yeah. obviously, as you said, seventy you know almost seventy one people voted for Trump, so that might be seventy one people that seventy one people. <laughs> oh, seventy. <laughs> So there was just a seventy-one, you know. It was all it was all just illegal ballots. It was just chucked in there. Um, Seventy, yeah, seventy-one million people voted, and maybe seventy-one people wouldn't be happy with that kind of outcome. Mm. But I don't know. It'd, yeah, that that's that's my kind of I don't know utopia of an idea that I feel like might just completely sweep away the Trump administration. And I guess a lot of this comes down to like you take the wins that you you take each win as they come, and I mean once we get out of these this next month or so that georgia january runoff is going to be huge huge. because if the democrats can get the senate that opens up so much more possibility for them um i mean this the the supreme court is now six three in terms of conservatives like you can Mm. so many so much stuff gets decided by the the supreme court in terms of legislation and it's entirely possible that anything that 
you know, prospective uh, democratic presidency wants to put forward, the conservative, you know, Supreme Court might might just block. And this is this is kind of like the healthy pessimism and realism that I put on the the state's uh, sort of framework as a whole. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I mean let's not ignore the fact of how old joe joe biden is like there's yeah. the res- reason why you have a vice president but i think and generally speaking the vp has been seen as kind of a token position that does nothing um certainly explored in an house of cards um i think this will hopefully be a, a presidency uh ticket duo where that's not the case um oh, and agree. despite all the agree. things you know however you feel about kevin spacey i obviously people reserve the right to not watch certain things with actors in them who have been de- disgraced but that show and how it displays the the corruption of mm. the american political system the the deviacy that that goes on the the manipulation uh, it's i definitely recommend as as a watch to to both you to dive back into it and to everyone else in this period of time where american politics has continues to be such a such a, pr- a presence um and also it's quite informative in terms of understanding how the house plays compared to the senate yeah. compared to the presidency and understanding why it's so hard to get change made through that system because there are so many competing players and and yeah because i think at the moment everyone wants to generally speaking learn more and understand more about the systems of people that aren't like you and my you and me living in country that is not the united states so i definitely do recommend house of cards if you're happy to watch a show that has kevin spacey in it um one thing that i did see today on someone's uh instagram instagram feed and i I won't know them but it's someone's from the states who again as i said was not super impressed with the biden candidacy and the the state of the democrats at the moment um, it's basically a meme referencing uh, referencing fascism and sort of talking about people being like we defeated fascism and John, Donald Trump and essentially the end of the meme is is talking about how fascism is fascism is the legal framework of the U.S. Constitution that protects exploiters and an economy dependent upon military backed hegemony for corporate expansion around the globe. I mean, you put it like that, it's like that doesn't change with, with yeah. one person being. A, becoming present it could potentially mm-hmm. the start of something more mm-hmm. um but yeah we'll have to we'll, we'll have to wait and see because things you know it's it's definitely not over you know there's lots no. of problematic weeks and, and months ahead but oh for but, sure um we've done a terrible job not talking about it in depth, yeah i know we? oh well here we are here we are here we are um I, I am quickly just going to mention bring it bring it back to New Zealand quickly. We did just have our um our final polls of our um our referendums and and our election and things like that. Um, unfortunately, I say unfortunately because I did vote yes. Um, that the legalization decriminalization of uh, cannabis did not go through. It was so close. Um, I think there was like seventy thousand votes in it. Um, but yeah, yeah it uh, yeah it did it did not go through. So that's not happening. But the conversation will continue um the labor party also gained another seat as well and uh the maori party also gained another seat um with um the with those those late votes um so great great to see the maori party getting two seats in um, into parliament after being uh, booted out from the last um and yet yeah, another seat being taken from national as well so um it is all over ours is done um everyone has been has been um sworn in and it's um it's all go here for the next three years for us as well so uh, it's all go it's all go it's all go and to move on to what we what we mainly wanted to talk about this this week um thank you for bearing with us as we as we take the time to to reflect on on the week that has been um it's still november and it's still movember season is still in in full swing we've been we've been on run since we were last year with our our team donation page is is slowly slowly ticking over people's uh facial hair continues to grow on their upper lip and yeah this is week two of of our of our movember november mental health um discussions uh, this week we kind of want to, I guess, turn the the conversation a little bit more personal. Personal, not that last week wasn't personal, or that any conversation we've ever, ever had hasn't been removed from from our you know lives <laughs> and identity. But I th- I feel like we've been sitting on a a really 
frank uh, discussion about our own mental health currently in the past during our lives and I, it's it's such a it's such a heavy frank discussion that I think we've been putting it on the back burner until an appropriate time and we've sort of decided that this week was the week that we we wanted to really talk about it sort of on the uh, on the follow-up of last week being a slightly more general discussion about mental health and the and the arts as an industry in a, a greater sector but it would probably feel dishonest for both of us if we didn't actually take the time to to come onto the show and and talk about our own mental health um, state and how we are now and our I guess our mental health journey and that's been something I've been really trying to trying to do this this uh, week and going forward in the month is going on Instagram every day and just doing a short minute video about my my mental health state which has been man it's been super relieving and, and I've got mm. to say generally at the moment my my mental health has been like okay um but getting out there and just recording a short video and sort of putting it out into the sphere has just been such a wonderful wonderful feeling even on the days that i felt like a a four out of ten rather than a nine out of ten and that just advocates for the power of of speaking speaking about about how you feel and i guess yeah that's that's what we want to to do today as as scary as that prospect is yeah, no, you're you're so right, and and you know, talking about these things obviously come with a lot of uh, a lot of truths with it and things like that. So we did just want to put a little disclaimer out there um, today that we will be talking about some hard things, and um, every, everyone reacts differently to them. But you know, we will be talking about um, suicide and suicidal thoughts, and you know, depression and anxiety and things like that. So um, as we always say, we want this to be a safe space. Um, so if you if you can't listen to what is going to be talked about today then feel free to come back to it another time when you are in a nice healthy mental space to do so um but uh, uh, you know as we've said before we do advocate for this for this kind of talk and and we want to be able to talk openly and freely to each other and that's exactly what me and James want to do but we just want to just want to put a disclaimer in here before going into it um to let you know that that these conversations are about to happen and it's not all going to be easy to listen to so um but hey, th- thank you for for being here and and wanting to be a part of this conversation. No, thank you, man, and and thank you for the putting the disclaimer out there because it it is it is important. As we say, we want people to have these conversations and listen to these conversations and share in the dialogue. But there is a time and place for people to listen to this sort of stuff, and and if now is not the time and place, absolutely hit pause. Maybe you yeah. you don't want to engage with us for for however long, but. Um, that is that is absolutely your right just as it's as, as our right to have the conversation um it's hard to hard to begin isn't it it's hard such to a, swing into it hard, eh? hard to hard to swing into it um <laughs> yeah. there's no seamless seamless transition um i guess i guess let me ask you this how has um 2020 been for your mental state compared to sort of other points in your in your life i mean if you were to ask lots of people now might be the toughest mental space they've had in their life you know maybe during lockdown was the toughest mental space people have had i know there are people who you know periods of secondary school or university have been have been really like the the toughest times our mental health trajectories is all over the place some people are blessed with a a wonderful wonderful mental health all the way all the way through their lives and and all power to them there's nothing wrong with anyone who doesn't go through mental health mental health struggles um but yeah how's this year been for you man i i know we check in off the show and and at the start of the show but but really like seriously re- reflecting on how your mental space has been th- this year um how do you feel yeah it's it's been hard this year's been been really hard um yeah i i want to be you know quite honest today and and things like that and and that that starts off with saying that it's just been absolutely absolutely crap um don't get me wrong there's been some really great lights and 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 flickers of 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 you know just really good stuff this year as well um but it, it it's probably been the hardest it's been since i would say secondary school as you said um yeah this this year was meant to be was meant to be a really big year for me you know um 2020 has been a really big kind of looking forward to all the way through uni you know 2020 was the big plan in the sense of you know going out into the world and and seeing more and experiencing 
yeah more of the world and 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 just and just learning really um because yeah as i've talked before and and if you're listening you know i was meant to be going over to europe uh this year and having a big oe big big travel around europe and then moving to to london uh with a with a very special uh special friend of mine who was just across uh from me and in front of me uh we were to connect back up there and um that didn't happen that didn't happen and that was really hard. It was really hard, but I think the hardest thing about it was that I I didn't really have time to grieve for that because I left I left Wellington at the start of the year and you know said goodbye to all of my friends and and you know left left that chapter behind me and I moved up to Auckland and as soon as, as soon as I moved up to Auckland we went into lockdown and we were four weeks in lockdown. And then work got in contact with me and asked if I wanted to work full time up here in Auckland. And I was like, yeah, great. That would be perfect. So I went straight into working. I was working full time, 2IC position and just worked, 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 worked. And then they offered me a managerial position um, out at another store. And I was like, yeah, what a great opportunity. So I took that and I just, I worked, 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 worked. And I Apart from the lockdown, which I was still trying to overcome the fact that I wasn't going to Europe, I distracted myself with working full time. I really didn't have enough time to think about it. And I just said to myself, let's just keep moving. Let's just keep moving forward. Just keep going with it. Um, and then, um, and then, yeah, unfortunately, I, I um, uh, something yeah, I haven't talked about. Um, I went through a breakup. Um broke up with my partner um, of five years uh, about a month and a half ago and that absolutely destroyed me absolutely destroyed me it was something that maybe you know we had both seen you know coming um, just from the events that had happened this whole entire year but you know, you never, you never hope for it. You know, you, 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 you never, you never want that to happen. And so, with the whole not being able to go overseas and then having a breakup of, you know, five years, five years with someone is a bloody long time. You know, it's the longest I've ever been with someone before. Um, and yeah, it it absolutely destroyed me. And I mean, here I am now. I um I, I made the decision from that managerial position to leave. Um, so I left I left that position because I couldn't in order to do a job well you've you've got to be a hundred percent right yeah and 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 I knew that I wasn't a hundred percent so I left and I've now gone to a quieter store closer to home working less hours having more time to myself and I feel really good. I, I feel really good at the moment. Um, having more time to myself, I've been able to kind of sit here and, and, and go through the year and what's happened and, and have a little bit more self-care to myself because working full-time and experiencing all of, the, all of these things happen this year, I haven't, have, I haven't had the time to do that. I haven't had the time to do that. I've, I've always been one that's kind of swept things away under the rug and and left it there before you know we've talked about um you know in our episode um toxic masculinity before and uh, a lot of us do that and i am i am definitely one for doing that for my feelings and emotions and things like that i really like to just put them away uh and and just kind of ignore them but this year i realized i couldn't do that and i've been fully fully facing them so having more time to myself working less hours i've come to realize that yep this year is absolutely shit um, but I am on the mend and I'm, I'm, I'm really on the mend. I am, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm making new friends up here in Auckland, um, having, com- uh, constant conversations like this podcast and, and, and having you James as well as a really close friend and, and other close friends around as well. Um, so yeah, uh, as a, as a full kind of circle around to your question, it's been crap, but it's, I can definitely see the light coming to the end of this year for sure. And that's, that's so great to, to hear, man. And, and it sucks like this year, this year has been, been so, so rubbish. And I mean, obviously I, I'm, have engaged in lots of conversations with you, you know, off, off the air. That's the privilege of, of being wonderfully, wonderfully close friends that that we are. But I mean, to, to be able to, you know, 
permit that in, in a public space is, is a whole whole different thing and I guess I just I want to say like I'm sorry for all the stuff that's this happened this year it's it's not your fault it's not the world's fault it's not my fault just things things happen like like shit happens and, shit and we happens. can't this year yeah. has been a perfect case of just shit happens and we have to find a way to to process that and and I think this has been such a such a cross-section of of career and and your future and and work and relationship and all that sort of stuff and figuring out where the priorities are and like how much energy you have for certain things and i think i've i've really seen over the last couple of months i have seen you process that stuff and try and work through that stuff and and go through a, a realignment of of realizing that at certain point like changes have to be made yeah. you know we'll work being a great example going you know what this isn't what's best for me at the moment and i need to address that and actually make a change and and i think generally speaking that is something that we both encourage with with anything yeah. i mean you go all the way back to that well whatever number episode it was maybe nine our our work sucks we know episode we were saying to people like if you just hate what you're doing it's so it's just it's not it's not worth it mm. and yeah I, I feel like i've, I've really like I've I've grieved for you this year because I I really do I I really f- do feel attached to everything that that you're going through um um and and yeah I, I Matt's coming down to to Wellington and in, in a week or so's time um and I'm just looking really looking forward to honestly just giving you a massive hug bro oh bro giving um, you a massive yeah, hug yeah and man. having such a great you know chat and hanging out for a bit and and having having a couple of beers together and just actually enjoying each enjoying each other's each other's presence because i know what a struggle this this year has been been for you and and i mean it's been a it's been a struggle for for everyone for for different reasons but i definitely feel like i i can see all the shit that you've had to face this year and i just uh, i'm glad to hear that you can see the light at the at the end of the tunnel and and things are uh settling into to hopefully a, a more a more positive phase where you are slightly less tired you feel like you have slightly yeah. more energy and and even if even if things continue to crash and 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 around and around the the world um can feel slightly slightly <laughs> keep, better keep going yeah 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 yeah, yeah well yeah that that's that's been the hardest thing for me it's uh, as i said before i i i've always just kicked it away you know um and work has always been something that has been a big distraction you know I use work as a distraction to not really think about how I'm feeling and things like that and just get through a day and then get home and just not have to worry about it um but yeah no I I realize that I have to worry about it I have to this this year is crap and I and I'm allowed to feel crap um so but yeah as I said I'm I'm definitely feeling like I'm coming out of the other side um I mean 2020 isn't over yet (laughs) there's still a lot of things going on but I'm learning to learning to live with myself I mean I I, I grew up as an only child you know so learning to kind of live with myself and and things like that and you know I had friends but a lot of the time I did spend uh, time alone whether it was family or with mum mum and grandma and stuff um and, and granddad as well um but yeah no I, I've I've definitely had to kind of go back into that that kid in myself and be like look you're you're good in your own company and and you are all right um but I'm learning to instead of push those emotions away bring them to the forefront and and, and have those conversations because it's important it's important because you're not the only one that goes through this this crap you know I mean I've I've talked to a lot of different people about this year and and their plans and stuff and it was amazing the amount of people I talked to in the sense of that have were meant to go overseas um they were planning on going overseas and they couldn't anymore um and also other people that have also gone through breakups this year as well it's it's a it's a it's a boiling pot of just emotions and and things like that and you know I've seen stats and things of of how many relationships have actually broken up this year because of just yeah all of the all of the things that are going wrong um so but I'm I'm getting there I'm getting there but um yeah I mean I I was I, I want to ask the same thing with you as well bro I mean you were obviously in London uh, at the start of this year and you came over uh, back to New Zealand for a holiday and you you got stuck I mean to put it frankly you you got stuck here 
And so, what what is it like been for for you this year? And and you know, having to deal with everything back home and and go through all of the the admin of overseas and London and things like that, and now being at home and and, and back here. I mean, how 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 has how has that been overall? It's been a, it's been a mixed bag. Um, to be honest, I think this year. I've really tried to see the silver linings for my personal, I guess, development and and journey and like career stuff and life stuff. And I think on it, like honestly, the first few months were, were difficult, you know, coming back and going through that realization. Like I remember, I think it was March 18th. I remember having, you know, waking up and it was that morning that I'm, sort of made the decision that I wasn't going to go back to the UK and I just Mm. like cried my eyes out because it was Mm. so it was a it was a loss of feeling of a loss of control that I didn't have any say in in the next stage of things and that decisions had been made for me and and there was definitely a, a helplessness there of literal parts of my life being in the UK and being just you know disconnected from that and and those those first few weeks and months was was up and down like I felt super blessed to be back here with with my parents and and spending time with my pets and and I actually really enjoyed lockdown I think that's something I wanted to mention I think lockdown was really shone a light on the different kinds of people we have in in this this wonderful world there were people that lockdown was brilliant for them was weeks of not having to worry about work and actually just being able to stay inside and spend time and have have to not worry about you know all the all the other general stuff of daily life and then mm. there were people that really struggled you know being socially isolated not having that distraction of work you know that sort of stuff and I guess I was possibly more in, in that first group and being able to sit down and go, there's nothing I can do right now except enjoy quality time with my parents. Uh, it's not like anyone else was going and filming and doing acting jobs. You know, there's, yeah, there's yeah, a, a peace and a freedom going, well, if no one else has any opportunities, so I'm not missing out on anything. And <laughs> yeah, and I guess the last few months um, has really been a positive trend. I, I was so fortunate to be in this country and and to you know the corona situation that we we're in at the moment say Mm. compared to the uk who's just gone back into lockdown i see my friends you know my acting friends in the uk really struggling with that situation and and i think over the last few months i've just felt super you know quite lucky with the way that things have have rolled Mm. out because you know obviously this podcast has been a big part of stuff i've i've had you know acting opportunities since i've come back i've had opportunities to reconnect with with all sorts of people and and to be honest other than worldly mental health stuff for the whole i think it hasn't been too too bad mm. i think there've been really difficult pockets particular days and weeks when when stuff has happened that i found really tough there were real moments at times where i've really questioned like what I'm doing in terms of acting and my desire to pursue that and, and really second guessing those kind of questions. But for the most part, uh, it hasn't been too bad, too bad this year, which, um, I'm super grateful for. And, and, and I'm aware that there have, have been people have, there've been people like yourself that I think have gone through far more difficult life changing stuff this year. And I've tried to, I have tried to be super aware of that and realize that there's everything's on a spectrum and, as I sit at home, you know, my parents' place right now, comfy, warm, made a <laughs> cup of tea with, with mum, you know, there's there's so much that this year has sort of turned into that I'm actually, you know, feel really, really lucky for. Um, yeah, and I think just knowing that there have been people that have really, really, really struggled with stuff this year has made me... Um, realize that my mental space has actually been okay i mean there's there's days that i just feel like crap and questioning mm. well i don't have a job what am i doing i mean the whole experience of being on job seekers benefit um currently at previous times this year that's been a whole experience of of like self-worth and go you know do i need to get a job and what am i doing at the moment there have been real difficult times around that but i in general this year has been just okay and I think yeah. just okay on the spectrum is is 
is pretty pretty acceptable and i mean yeah. at, at the moment i think i feel i feel pretty pretty positive about how things are um i think the stuff that's affected me this year has honestly been just the world stuff like yeah i like climate change really really for me is a constant constant this year and and thinking about that that sort of stuff really is is potentially what gets me down the most i mean state of the world stuff mm. i think is so hard you know there's some people that just cannot absorb that and could go through their daily life and just be able to block that out i really struggle to not keep on track with all that sort of stuff um so that's been something that's definitely a has affected is affecting will continue to affect my mental state um but yeah it's the it's mad that we're here in november you know november month talking about men's mental health and and when i think of how we started started the show i honestly think doing this podcast has made my mental health really be fortified this year compared to uh, potentially like where it, yeah. where it would have been if, i totally agree yeah yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and I think, you know, very fortunate to be able to have these conversations, but also have these conversations with my best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, um, and, and that's just it. And that's why we, we started, this is why we started uh, to do this. I mean, this year was meant to be us. Well, I mean, I, I say me kind of coming into your bubble and then <laughs> we try and conquer London. Um, but it was, it was meant to be us reuniting together in a foreign place and just going for it. And, and we wanted to, to reapproach that in a different way of still being in different cities. I mean, we're still not in the same city, which is really annoying. Um, but yeah, had to be able to have those conversations. And I, I totally agree with you, man. I think I really, I really poured my heart out to you after a a, a few episodes ago that this this year would not have been the same um if i hadn't have been doing this with you so i am i am forever grateful that you wanted to do this and and continue to do this with me um because i totally feel that I, I i i this year would have been a lot harder and i think i would have been in a, in a lot worse place if i didn't have something to look like this to look forward to every week mm-hmm. i'm right back at you man one thing I did I did really want to talk about t- today, not to be like my mental health has been great this year. Let me talk about this time because that's absolutely not the case. But I think we've been quite um, yeah pre- present in terms of as this year has gone on live, and that's the beauty of doing one episode every week. Um, I did want to talk about some stuff that's happened in my life in terms of mental health that mm. is a constant because you know things happen in your life that you you never forget and they stay a part of you oh, and yeah. you continue on with it. And I think talking about mental health is, is a lot about current state and how you're feeling at the moment. But a lot of it is also being frank about the stuff that's happened in, in the past. I mean, I'm sure, you know, we, we met each other in 2014 slash 2015. I know there's lots of stuff about your life that you won't have shared with me. And there's stuff about my life that I haven't shared with you. That doesn't mean we, we have actively avoided it. I mean, look at the show has informed so much about each other for each other, (laughs) (laughs) but there's still stuff that relates to mental health and like my personal history with mental health that um, I haven't shared with you. I haven't shared with a lot of people. And and I think the thing about Movember is, is really being honest about that sort of stuff. So I I wanted to talk about some of that stuff. Um, Obviously Movember um, relates to not just mental health, but actively recognizing the number of people in New Zealand and in the world that choose to take their own life. Um, we've said that we're running 60K this month for Move for Movember, um, with 60 being a key number to recognize the number of uh, men that take their own life every hour in the world. And I mean, you break down the maths, it's basically a person a, a, person a minute. Um and yeah, I, I've I've had experiences with people that I've been very close to who have have taken their own life, in in my lifetime. Um, when I was in in school, was sort of the, was the period that I went through through those um, experiences, and this is such a hard thing to, to talk about. Not not because I don't want to share with you or people generally, but because it obviously affects affects other other people and it's yeah. other people's families yeah. and friends and lives but i don't think that should be enough of a reason to not talk about it um but yeah when i was in year year 10 
one of my quite quite good friends. I mean, when we're at when we're at school, friendships all you know it's all <laughs> up in the air, right? It's all yeah. about the people that you have classes with and the sports teams you're in with, and there are people that you're super close with at the time that then you're not friends with ten years later. But but yeah, one of my really really close friends um, in year ten took took his own life, and it just came like out of nowhere like i guess what age are you in year 10 like 13 15 14 and it just happened like you just one of those things you just you you wake up one day and that person's gone and at that Mm. age you think you think you can you can process it but it's just not something that your brain at that age is really ready to to comprehend um and we're we're a relatively school small school like a hundred people in in our year group and yeah man it was just it was devastating like it's it's still it's still devastating yeah um to have lost that person and at that age like it just you can't focus on anything else but thinking about that um and it was just yeah devastating for our year group like we you know, how can you go to school and focus on like studies and learning and and this is a person that I was like in sports teams with and and was in multiple classes with and it just like all of a sudden he was gone like I knew his his family like I'd shared meaningful moments with him and yeah it was just uh, it was crazy and every, every year like we we get notifications remembering like the the day that it that it happened and going to his funeral and and it's just something that for that group of people like i don't think we'll ever get over it like let alone his his family and mm. yeah it's just something that as like a life experience has has set with me and i think i i've processed it a bit now like you get older you understand you learn more about mental health and and depression and anxiety and and things that happen in the world that would would lead someone to make that kind of decision but to happen to someone so young you know you just mm. feel like as a friend you you like let that person down yeah. you know you can't help but but think like what could i have done differently did i miss some signs did i not like have the conversations that i was meant to and i mean at that age it's it's so it's so tough because we're not really thinking about mental health at that age in the way that that we should we should um yeah i don't really think that goes away to be honest like from my perspective those thoughts of that person should still be alive now and should still be with us I'm not sure you ever get over that, um, but I think you can you can ref- you can reflect on it and and try and, and process it. Um, the hard thing for us was that so that happened in 2010, and then in 2013, um, a teacher that I was was super super close to, like essentially my school mum, like a, you know the person that I knew had the the best relationship with um, at school. Um, also also took her own life and that happened i think we found out the day after i finished year 13 so we finished like school on the friday and then you know what that feeling is like like year 13 you're ecstatic you're finished and then like and then just like the whole world just like came came like crashing down again and so that was 2013 i think it was like three years was kind of enough time to to have have processed that losing that first person and then for it to to happen again with someone that was you know like a a teacher like a, a mentor someone that you know i would turn to like i had some some hard experiences in my final year at school when that person was was really supportive and there for me through that whole thing and and again man like it just at school i mean year 13 i was probably my brain was slightly more developed i'd been through mm. it once before but again mm. you just you can't prepare for that and and that person's all of a sudden just like like gone 
And I think honestly, part of me to take it back to another episode when I was talking about like cultural identity and, and haka, like I've done two hakas at people's funerals for people that have taken their own lives with school friends. And that's something you don't ever forget. Like that, yeah. that outpouring of, of grief to lose those people way before they should be gone is something that you just you can't put into words and i know that there have been people that have have lost lost friends and family to suicide this year like during lockdown and like Mm. couldn't go to funerals to Mm. say goodbye to those people and it's like that's like you just can't you can't process it and and I know that it's a shared experience for every single person that was in my year group. And that was, that was there to, to experience those, that sort of grieving. I mean, people would close, closer friends or have closer relationships with people, but yeah, I think it sort of sits there as a, for our year group and friends that I still have from school. It's something that will just sit with us forever. And we, we probably like, don't talk about it enough because it's hard to like it's 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 because you forget about stuff like you you know we life life carries on and then you know honestly it comes around again and we remember that this is the day you know that that we lost this person and yeah i think i've i've processed processed losing both those people a lot more over the last few years and and i think sharing that with people who don't know who had didn't live through that as a real way to, to, to bond with people, to, to recognize that, you know, these events happen in, in, in our lifetimes and in our personal histories and, and talking about them doesn't necessarily make it like super cathartic. Like I think I've, I've had the catharsis in the past, like coming out on the show and talking about that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's not going to change how I feel about it like i as i've said i don't think i'll ever get over it but that doesn't mean it's it's not worth coming on and and talking about that and because i i think there's more people that have had a relationship with someone who's taken their own life than than we think like the stats say it happens so often that in terms of like you know knowing someone or knowing someone that knows knows someone like it happens so often and and that's what movember's is all about is recognizing like the volume of the frequency of people who feel that there is nothing else they can do but to take that way out and i guess the reason i wanted to talk about it today was to it's just to share like my experience with that and and i guess to to you have to say to people out there like if you are feeling that you're in such a position where there's nothing else that that can can solve your your hurt or your stress or your anxiety like is is please please reach out to someone because in both of those cases we just sit there and you think i wish i'd had that conversation with that person that would have changed their mind or had them feel slightly differently and i think that is the tough thing about suicide is for the people that get left behind who have to deal with that stuff and have to yeah. go through the process of like i I didn't prevent this. Yeah. That is the processing that has to go on. And, and I think prevention and starting dialogue early is, is how we have to try and change how we view mental health and depression and, and suicide as, as talking about it. I mean, even just like it's one, one of the few words in the English language that I think people really don't like saying is suicide more mm-hmm. than any swear word. We just, because the word is so so shrouded and and terrible experience and and grief and and unimaginable um sadness that we just we don't we don't say it and yeah i, I guess i don't really have any way to, to to sum it up but just wanting to come on and and recognize that that's that's a part of my life and was really formative in in secondary school and and how i feel about have friends now and mental health and and mm. depression and people going through those stages is like i've i've lived through the very worst grief that comes alongside this and i just want to to try and to minimize the number of people that feel like that's the only thing that that can work work there yeah their, no. their way out 
Yeah, no, exactly. And 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 thank you for sharing that because I mean, it's like you said, there's there's no way that you can sum up all of that because like you said it it needs to it doesn't need to be but it it should be an ongoing conversation that we're all having and and you know these experiences will uh bring on to the next one as as you know unfortunate as it is it is something that we all live through and in different ways uh you, you know day by day year by year um but i mean just to just to quickly quickly roll off the back of of what you were saying um I I know the feeling of n- not wanting to hurt other people in in that way f- f- for me I mean what what I'm speaking to is is my suicidal thoughts um back back when I was a teenager as well but probably around that same year about that that year 8 year 9 kind of that that time frame um you know, like you were saying, mental health is not something that's really ever talked about at that age. And having all of these emotions and thoughts and things like that is just something that you're really just trying to to, to break through um, uh, by your own, really. Um, and yeah, no, I, I, I had, I had um, suicidal thoughts when I was younger um, for a lot of different aspects in my life. Um, you know, one of the unfortunate things being uh, girls. The man, look, as as tough as relationships are, and especially at a young age, it was it was a, a thing that I was trying to deal with and 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 experience and 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 just get through at that time in my life. Um, also, not feeling like things were falling into place, whether that be friendships or schools, or not thinking that you're you're good enough or worthy of, of, of a lot of things. Um, so I did, I, I, I remember I had an evening once where I, I went out the back outside of my house and I really, I really thought about it and I was, I was really going to go for it. But the, but the, the one big thing that stopped me the most from going through with it was the thought of everyone else after was the thought of everyone else having to deal with the fact that I had just done this especially my mum you know my family and the look I I did have friends the friends around me and and things like that it's it's that's the the, probably the one big thing because unfortunately I'm not unfortunately but I'm a very empathetic person so the the fact of 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 feeling what other people would have felt if I had gone through with something like that was probably the one thing that that did save me and and stopped me from from going through with it and 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 continues to continues to suicidal thoughts for myself are, are not something that pops up anymore because I know how important um this one chance at life is and this one chance at life that we get it is a gift you know it is a gift that keeps on giving not in a in a good way all the time but that is that is up to us and and the people that we put around us that make it so much more worth it you know um and i mean like you were saying james it's 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 always going to be in an ongoing battle and an ongoing conversation but as as we're advocating for this month it is that conversation if if you were having thoughts there is no shame in having those thoughts absolutely no shame uh we have all had thoughts like that at, at some point in our life and 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 come through whatever you were feeling so there is no shame in feeling maybe weak or you know having no having no strength or or will to live there is no shame in that but the best thing that you can do is have that conversation with someone around you I mean even if it's not someone close I mean we have Healthline as well you can call Healthline and and have those conversations but it is important to to share and realize that you are not alone in a lot of what you are doing and and that doesn't take away anything for the people that that have have uh, taken their own lives you know we we all deal with everything in, in our own way but I think what we're trying to get to is the the fact of of of, of talking about it and really realizing that you are not alone um and I, I the the one last thing I wanted to speak to that as well is that you know for, for people that have have been quite close to that have that have lost friends or people in their lives there's always that that feeling of having guilt you know as you were saying you know is there more I could have done and things like that I mean 
we feel that in so many different aspects of, of life and different points and, and, and that guilt and what that is. But at the end of the day, it's it's not your fault. You know, someone is dealing with their own things in their own way. And it's it is it is always hard to to see those signs and, and see what is going on. So, you know, we can we can we can deal with it in our own way after with friends and those conversations. But I think the I think a guilt is, is one big thing that really destroys people after after something like that. Um, but just remember that it's 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 not your fault. It, it, it's not your fault, and and I can't advocate that enough. I've I've also been with with people that have lost you know people close to them in their lives and I think that's the one thing that I always say to them it's like it's it's not your fault um so yeah we 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 continue to always have this conversation because as I said unfortunately it will it will be something that we all have to deal with at, at different moments in our life but I think like you were saying it's you know we've we've we've, we've dealt with them and we know how to kind of not move on better but move on forward in a sense of that kind of Oh, I don't know the quite the word I want to say. Not tiptoeing, but you know, just coming com- coming to it at the right angle, I guess. You know, and and being able to to approach, I guess, approach these conversations in the right way and and continue to help each other. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I think another um, and, and thank you for that. I think that's really, really, really well well put. Um, I think the the key thing that we're really trying to get at, and and the words of of Moonbeam for the last few years is just like check in with people and just tell yeah. them how you feel. Like I, yeah. I can tell you, as soon as we finish this, like I'm getting on Facebook and getting into the, the like the group chat and just gonna just tell a bunch of people that I love them because I think it's so healthy to just out of the blue tell people that you you miss them or you value your friendship or that you love them and there doesn't have to be any reason like oh i haven't seen that person for a month let's see how they are like oh this thing happens and it you know you you feel appreciation for people like because you telling someone that that you appreciate them or that you love them or that you can't wait to catch up with them could be like the, the thing that that gets them through the day or gets mm. them through the week. And even if people aren't seriously, seriously struggling, like there's no reason to, to not share that positivity with people and share that, that wonderful feeling of, of, of love for people's presence and, and everything that, that they give you. And um, as I've said, I think in the sex and sexuality episode talking about being really proud of, of having male friends that are, that are happy to, you know, express physical, physical affection for each other and, and, you know, really tell, tell each other that they, they appreciate everything that they, they give to each other's friendship. Like I, I'm proud to have male friends that aren't afraid to like say that I love you. And like, yeah. I, I love being your friend and everything that you, you, all the joy that you you bring to like my life as you for a prime example like we shouldn't particularly as men feel like that we can't express that that sentiment and i think that's something that comes with age i'm way more comfortable saying that now like i don't know if i yeah. would have been able to say that and <laughs> and like you know secondary school year nine or whatever but but that's what we're trying to work towards is it not be something that you have to get to 25 and all of a sudden your brain's developed and you're okay with expressing positive emotion in that way. Like it should be something that we're really trying to, to work towards, particularly with younger people feeling able to express those emotions and those feelings. Um, I guess, yeah, if just, if you're listening to this, this episode, if nothing else, like find one person to send a message to, and it doesn't have to, doesn't have to be, checking in obviously i encourage people to ask you know their your friends how like how are you feeling how are you doing but it could also just be sending them a message of being like hey i really appreciate you you're an awesome person like you're an awesome friend um because how good is that feeling when you get that message sent through i, oh, got, yeah. I got one in a group chat a few a few days ago and it just you just go oh how like doesn't you kind of just stop what you're doing and you go like how nice was that that to receive and you know what it's free 
it's free to tell it's someone free. that that you care it's, about them. <laughs> it's so true, and and I think I mean, love is such a is such a a uh, uh, a loaded word, but it's a loaded word that can be it could mean so much in so many different ways. I've had conversations about the word love and things like that, and you know, it's it's always been very, you know, lo- love is a word that's always been romanticized, you know. And I think that that's one thing I wanted to say. You know, growing up, love was always a word that should be, you know, for your one and only, your true love, or you know, maybe to your parents kind of thing. It was never something that could be expressed just for an appreciation of another human being and for someone that you care about so much um and i love can come in so many different shapes and forms and you know you can have uh, you know that that romantic love for for one person but you, you can have it for so many others you know love is not a love is not a constant one thing it can it can mean so much and i i'm so there with you when 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 someone tells me that they they love me it does it it's i mean i'm a puppy dog i really am so <laughs> when someone tells me that they love me it, it does it really it really fuels my fire in the sense of just feeling warm and that's what love to me is, is 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 feeling warm no matter who it comes from it's it is a it is a beautiful word and as you said man it's, it's so true a word that men can use so much more because it's a it's a beautiful thing and it's it's not one thing it's so many things for sure um i think that's a beautiful place to to wrap up this week i think it's these kind of conversations are the sort of things we don't want to to stop having and i'm sure we could talk for three hours but yeah <laughs> but it's it's you know we continue to talk and we continue to have dialogue and there's there's two more episodes to to be had and i guess we just want to say thank you to everyone who's who has listened thank you for allowing us the space to feel safe to share our personal experiences because if we hadn't had such amazing feedback from people over the last six months we didn't feel safe in the space we we wouldn't be here talking about this stuff and that is all reflective of of you as an audience and and the the responses that we get from people and feeling safe with each other so to to everyone that's listening thank you so much um thank you for being uh, a participant in this conversation because by listening you are actively engaging in this conversation and yeah take some time today this week for the rest of november and obviously indefinitely to just send people some messages messages of love let them know how you feel about them give someone a hug um send them a cute little message on facebook or something and and just take the time to 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 recognize your affection for each other and and if things are hard if you're having a struggle matt and i are always here um to to be a, a support person even if you're someone that we don't know that well like as matt said sometimes having conversations with people that don't know you that well can be just as meaningful and helpful as having conversations with people that you're super close with um november continues uh, we'll be back out and, and running in a few days time of course if you do want to contribute to the movember foundation and their fundraising efforts um we do have our, our team's link um all over our instagram and stuff like that so any donations to the movember foundation is much appreciated they do fantastic work for all sorts of stuff related to men's mental and and physical health stuff as and well physical, yeah. but um thank you matt for today thank you for everything you give to me as a person and thank you for this the show and this safe space that we share and thank you to everyone else out there who who's engaging and listening and, and helping share share the love for what the show is no thank you bro i just want to say i love you man love you too bro and to everyone else out there we'll see you next time peace